The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch, or welcome back. It's so funny. I, <laughs> I said that because I was thinking about how I just got back um, from the Book Expo America. So I guess I'm welcoming myself back as, welcome, as, as well as welcoming all of you back to the show. Um, I'm going to be talking about Book Expo America. It was just in New York City and some of the highlights of that, along with my guest, um, who is psychologist Dr. Jennifer Austin Lee. And she is the author of the new book called Laid or Loved, The Secrets Guys Wish You Knew About Being a Dream Girl Instead of a Just-in-His-Jeans Girl. Now, how's that for, for a provocative title? Um, welcome to the show, Dr. Jen. Thank you, Dr. Carol. I, uh, we're both sort of, um, <laughs> we're, we both sort of have an acclimated, um, back to, uh, back to our real life from BEA. It's quite a whirlwind. It was a wonderful whirlwind. Um, and I thought we would, before getting into your book, um, I thought we would talk in general about what BEA was like. Um, I've, this is the, I, I've been to BEA many times before. Um, to be honest, it was really nice to go there this time not being hungry. You know how you're told you're not supposed to go into a grocery store when you're hungry. Well, you're not supposed to go to BEA when you're hungry either, not if you want to really enjoy it. And by that I mean there have been BEAs that I have gone to in the past where I was um, bringing a book proposal around um, for various books of my own, my mom's, and so on. And this time um, it was I was there with my mother um, and and my daughter actually. Um, I'll tell you about that. And I was also there. I have two books of my own that are going to be coming out. I already have publishers for them. Um, my book, American Dreams Interrupted, How to Stay Sane and Safe in a Time of Terror, is going to be coming out with Morgan James. And my book, Bad Girls, um, Why Men Love Them and How Good Girls Can Learn Their Secrets, is a follow-up to my original book, Bad Boys, that came out years ago. So it was nice to be in a position of um, looking for all kinds of other contacts and promoting and so on, but not with this need of um, desperately looking for a publisher for something. Uh, you know, it was nice to make contacts and, and uh, see people that you already are, are working with um, rather than, you know, desperately seeking Susan <laughs> or a book deal. So, 
So um, I'll talk more about some of these things, but I want to know your, um, this was your first BEA, and I'd like to know your impressions of it. It was my first BEA, and I went into it trying very much to keep an open mind and just kind of suck up the experience and take it in for whatever it was, not to have too many expectations and just let things kind of fall where they may, so to speak. And it was an amazing experience. I had so many moms who were obviously there as professionals, but but definitely mothers, stop by and hug me and thank me for writing the book that I've written. It was it was truly an emotional uplifting time and also a time of um I don't even try I'm trying to think of the words for it. I was I was at times so overwhelmed by moms getting teary and, and talking to me about stories about teen girls. So mm. Even though I was there to sell my my book and my message, it was wonderful to be able to have the opportunity to interface with so many different women who needed someone to hear their story. So I, I got to be able to do a little bit of both. But it was definitely overwhelming, as, as you were saying, I mean, if you go in hungry. It, it was overwhelming just having so many of the different branches of the publishing industry all under one roof. Yes, yes. Now, yes, and let me, that, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because I want to back up a little for people who don't know what Book Expo America is, which is probably the majority of people, unless you've been listening to this show um, at least since last year's Book Expo America when I went on about it. Um, that is a trade show where uh, people come together, people, authors, uh, wannabe authors, publishers, publicists, distributors, printers, um, bookstore owners, librarians, educators. Um, it's, it's just people who love books and want to be or are already involved in the book industry. And I, I, I must say, um, I want to really applaud you, Dr. Jen, because Dr. Jen, especially for some, I thought you were, would have been there in previous uh, BEAs because Dr. Jen, well, first of all, Last year, over 500,000 books were published in America, and about half of those were self-published. And um, many of the people who self-publish their books, you know, they wind up getting, oh, 500 to 3,000, and they, they, <laughs> um, they just get locked up in their garage for years, and nothing much happens to them because you really, really have to be out there and uh, doing a lot these days to get your book noticed from the half a million other books that there are just in that year, coming out in that year. And so, um, but Dr. Jen had this really um, wonderful booth. Um, yes, your book is self-published, but as you'll tell us, you, you've lots of agents stopped by who want to try to bring it to a major publisher, which I, I'm sure will happen because the book is fabulous. Um, but she just jumped in there and had this beautiful booth. Um, really, you know, it really stood out. And um, you can tell us more about that. But um, 
you know, it was, and she's really, as you'll be able to tell um, during this show, she's really passionate about what she writes about, and all of that comes through. There are so many people, I'll bet amongst all of you listening, you, each of you probably has a book in your heart, a book in you. Some, some of you may well be authors already, but for those of you who are hanging back and thinking, ah, nobody would want to read what I have to say, the bottom line is that you just have to put it out there and um, consider having a booth at BEA or consider at least walking around with your card or uh, people usually don't want to take <laughs> the publishers who are there having booths do not want to lug your manuscript home on top of all the other books that they have, but you can make a contact. Um, you know, actually years ago, uh, Mark Victor Hansen and Jack Canfield, who co-created the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, started out by going to BEA and bringing their sample manuscript around from one place to the next, and they got rejection after rejection after rejection until they finally found a publisher who published it and, of course, launched an empire. So, yes, as I was saying at the beginning, it's it's not very comfortable to go hungry, but but... Oftentimes, that is the way, or one of the ways, um, to be able to get the pe- to meet the people you need to meet, to get your book launched uh, and off the ground. And certainly, Dr. Jen has, uh, well, as I'll let her tell you, really had a lot of success in that. Why, why don't you tell us about that, and then I'll we can talk some more about what went on. Oh well, who are I some would, of the people oh, I that came to your? How many people? came up to the booth, I, I wasn't, I didn't, I did not ever leave the booth and go out mm-hmm. in search of other people, right? agents, whatnot. They all came to me and, oh, let's see, I've got, I'm, I'm talking to four different agents, a couple of people in TV have come up and wanted to kick around the idea of how we could turn this book into a TV series. I talked to two different people in the movie industry who were real intrigued with a concept of turning it into a movie for teens, and, and I definitely see it as as a book that could be turned into a great love story. I, I use uh, Twilight as an example often when I'm talking to teen girls, and there's definitely not that not that I've got vampires in the book, but you know there's just a great love story that that this could be the foundation for. Uh, and and Psychology Today asked me to start blogging for them. I just I just before came on to your wonderful show, just finished up an email with them. I'm trying to think what else. I mean, there were youth ministries, librarians, uh, someone from the Girl Scouts. It was just amazing how many people said, we need this message today more than ever. Thank you for writing the book. How, How can we get in on the bandwagon in here and get the message out? Yes, absolutely. Um (laughs) <laughs> it is really desperately, desperately needed. Um, you know, the one thing, I guess since this is the first time, I don't know if you were able to tell um, about the impact of the economy on the book festival, but um, some of the things that I noticed were that there were fewer free books and cute little giveaways. Um, oftentimes, or in the past, usually the the major publishers had different kind of, um, oh, like tote bags. There were only a few this year or all kinds of um, T-shirts, you know, just pr- premium 
things to give away to, to publicize their books or their publishing company, and that really wasn't as um, prevalent as in the past. Um, there were longer lines for the free autographed books that there were being given out, and even that, some of those were, I noticed uh, they were using galleys more than actual books that could have been sold in a bookstore. Um, people were more aggressive about asking for free things. You know, in the, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but in the past, um, people would bring their, their um, oh, the things that you bring on airplane, carry-on bags, mm-hmm. you know, um, with handles to the book expo, and they would collect, especially on the last day, what, because People, a lot of publishers don't want to uh, have the expense of mailing all the books back. They would go up and down the aisles collecting books. Um, so they would bring their carry-on, you know, uh, luggage with wheels to uh, to stuff it with as many books as possible. And in the last couple of years, they started um, prohibiting that. You had to check in your carry-on case. Um, and and the booth sizes weren't quite as big um, or as ostentatious because a lot of publishers felt that they didn't want to be ostentatious while they were laying off other people. And in the future, it's, there's talk that it's going to be two days instead of three days. But, you know, even with all of this, the basic spirit and the opportunities were, were there um, at least as much as before. I certainly found that. And uh, so the spirit of the VEA was not dampened by the economy by any means. Well, that's the music. We do need to take a break. My guest today is Dr. Jennifer Austin Lee. She's the author of Laid or Love, The Secrets Guys Wish You Knew About Being a Dream Girl Instead of a Just-in-His-Jeans Girl. We'll certainly be talking about that and more about things that you should know if you're thinking about becoming an author when we get back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. 
Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with my guest today, Dr. Jennifer Austin Lee. She's the author of Laid or Loved, The Secrets Guys Wish You Knew About Being a Dream Girl Instead of a Just in Your Jeans Girl. Yes, I know, we'll get to all that sex stuff. But we're talking at first about the BEA, the Book Expo America, hoping to um, perhaps excite some of you listening to do this yourself, to to uh, get that book that's inside of you out, to find the courage to do that. You know, one of the things that struck me about BEA this year, um, it seemed like there were more international, um, it was more international. I mean, there were more countries being represented, especially um, a lot of Arab countries, but even more, boy, Belgium was represented more than ever before, all the countries around the world. And, you know, it always strikes me, whether it's BEA or um, I also go to uh, WAEA, which is the World Airline Entertainment Association, uh, because I have audio and video relaxation, fear of flying um, programs on airlines. And it always strikes me when I see people from all these different countries working together, uh, having booths and talking to each other in these trade organizational kinds of events, that if we could only have peace in the world, like, you know, people have um, in, in trades, in different organizations, there's really no reason why, uh, well, I mean, there are lots of reasons, but it would be ideally we should be able to work together in the same manner as people who are sharing an interest, uh, here a love of books, um, an interest in selling, writing, marketing books. You know, when, when people share some kind of passion like that, um, they can get along. As Rodney King said, why can't we all just, just get along? And um, it's really a model for what we should try to have in the world outside of our trade organizations. Um, well, before we, we get into, uh, into the book, um, I just wanted to mention, because I'm so proud of her, 
I wanted to mention something about um, my experience there in regard to my mother's book. My mother wrote a children's book, as many of you listeners know already, called Archibald's Swiss Cheese Mountain. And Archibald is a little mouse with a big heart who teaches children how to reach their big dreams. And it's won numerous awards like the Best Children's Book at the London Book Festival, the Hollywood Book Festival, and so on. And there's um, this... She was actually at the BEA last year with the book, and then this year we also have um, the the title of the second book that's coming out. Um, It's not yet out, but it's called Archibald's Amazing T-Shirt, and that uh, also has a lesson for children uh, about not letting disappointment ruin your life and, and finding the power within to overcome that and turn thing, make things right again. And um, so my daughter was there in an Archibald Mouse costume, uh, dancing away for three days as Archibald Mouse, and people were stopping and taking pictures. Um, usually when we do book festivals where there are consumers, you know, where there are children, um, of course the parents want to all take their pictures with Archibald Mouse, but even adults <laughs> want stopped and uh, wanted their picture taken with Archibald Mouse. And then... And we were at the Seven Locks Press booth. That's the publisher of my mom's book. And she was there um, at a separate table in the booth. And it was just amazing to me how, uh, and people from the other booths around who weren't getting as much action were also mentioning how everyone was stopping at my mother's table um, to talk with her about her book. I mean, yes, it's a very attractive book and it's an engaging book. It's a great book. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's, my mother is, it's Grandma Sylvia. My mother is of a certain age, and, um, and so, you know, a lot of, this is in New York, and it's, there's a lot of, um, oh, what, um, people are very sophisticated and intellectual or pseudo-intellectual, and, and, um, and they stop to chat with my mother about her mouse. <laughs> and it was really a joy to see, you know, and they taught, people told me afterwards how humble she seemed when she was talking about all the awards that it won. And, of course, the book donates a portion of its proceeds to uh, feed the children and variety the children's charity, which, of course, is also um, part of its charm. But it's, it's a very charming story, and I was just... I was just really proud of her and of all the people who were just seemed uh, just seemed very wowed by the whole thing. We've gotten lots of um, offers from, I mean, not only of course librarians and educators and so on, bookstore owners interested in carrying it, but um, foreign rights people, people from Brazil and um, Portugal and uh, Germany and just numerous uh, countries came and wanted to. Um, uh, have the rights, buy the rights for it, from it, uh, for it to publish it in in their countries. So that was all very exciting. It was really a very, of, and then lots of other people doing lots of other deals and so on, wanting different kinds of ways of promoting it. Um, and so it was very very exciting, and I was very happy for her and and happy myself that we could be um, that Archibald, <laughs> that Archibald will hopefully become a classic. Um, 
so that's my that was my and then as I I went around on Sunday the last day visiting other booths and seeing how you know looking into joint ventures or ways that I could help people and they could help me and so on it was just all incredibly exciting and cooperative and maybe in fact you know maybe the bad economy made people even more um made people reach out more to each other. I don't know. Have you? Did you think of that, Dr. Jen, while you were there? I mean, I know this is your first year, but did that occur to you that people seem to be particularly helpful in trying to sort of work together? Oh, yes, especially all of the people that were on my row. You know, we all had different products, and but we were just also friendly. People were encouraging each other, and it just felt like... Every morning when I would come to the booth, it just felt like we were all this one big family yes. on on my row. It was it was wonderful. Yes, yes, and I I do think that that was um, that that was a little more prevalent than in past years. You know, um, perhaps wanting <laughs> wanting the world to get out of its slump. Um, well, why don't we start? Let's see. Oh, we're almost. Why don't we, we have a few minutes before the next break. Why don't you just start giving us an introduction to your book? I mean, starting with why it is that, how did you pick this particular niche that you are obviously so passionate about, um, teenage girls and their moms? Where does that come from? Well, I was a teenage girl <laughs> a lifetime ago, and it wasn't a particularly fun time of, of growing up. I, I think most teenagers struggle with that, that phase of their life, trying to figure out who they are and what they want to become. And then I had four children, four in less than four years, because I had twins the last go-round. And I've been a single mom for about, I don't know, I've lost track, 15 years. And I, I saw the changes in our teen culture coming because I've just been in the teen trenches with so many of my old own children and then always opened up my doors to, you know, so many other children. I really kind of had like my own living laboratory, so to speak. And I saw the culture changing. It was already hard enough when I was growing up, and I saw these really big challenges that were taking place for our teens, especially our teen girls. And it just, I, I don't know if you can really say what one thing causes something to happen. I just know I would wake up every morning and that was what got me energized, was trying to figure out how can I help the next generation of young women because they so desperately need it. And their mothers especially are kind of scratching their heads going, what do we do? It's the old parenting rules are kind of flown out the window with the new technology and the new cultural shifts. So... That's where my work comes in. Well, yes, and uh, and yes, things are. I, I, in your book, you talk about that um, how things have really. I mean, in some ways, things have have changed drastically, and in other ways, they're kind of the same. But um, but this is a population that is in a lot of trouble. Yes, <laughs> yes, I hear. I hear there. I hear their stories all the time. And, and maybe, Dr. Carol, that's one of the things I guess I should add to say that what made me want to, to go this route was I started on virtual social networks years ago, and I now have 63,000 friends on MySpace, 
and kids knew that they could write to me about relationship issues, and I would literally cry sometimes reading their letters. Sixty-three thousand. <laughs> I've, I've been a, I've been a busy social networker on MySpace. That was that was how I I got to so many boys. I interviewed hundreds and hundreds of guys from twenty-three different countries. And a lot of them through virtual social networks, a lot of them through MySpace. And then, of course, I interviewed in person and in telephone and whatnot. But, but what they had to say was just so sad. And I'm still answering letters, either through my website now or through Facebook or MySpace. Wow. <laughs> you have been a busy bee. Okay. Well, when we come back, we'll find out what they are saying and... Uh and how to be a dream girl instead of adjusting your jeans in his jeans, girl. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you deal with that, too, just in your jeans, girl. <laughs> when you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, I'm your psychiatrist host, and my guest today is Dr. Jennifer Austin Lee. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. What can you tell me about SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA teaches you employability skills. So you know how to deal with people, you have teamwork, your resume is going to look awesome. Well, it's important to know your technical skills, but not only that, to have soft skills, the skills of learning how to communicate with people. On the web at SkillsUSA.org. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with Easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. 
VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Hey, welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, with my guest today, psychologist Dr. Jennifer Austin Lee. She's the author of Laid or Loved, The Secrets Guys Wish You Knew About Being a Dream Girl Instead of a Just-in-His-Jeans Girl. And... Um, why don't we get back to that? Everybody's waiting for the sexy part. Enough about BEA, right? Enough about mice. Let's get to sex. <laughs> um, so, so why don't you tell us about sort of some of the highlights of this or, the, or really what you learned from speaking with these, um, well, having 63,000 friends and, and speaking with a lot of the guys, uh, getting letters from them and so on. What did you learn about this? I think the thing that came across the loudest was that they really would like girls to go back to being ladies so that they can start being gentlemen again. Mm. And that's not to say that they want to go back to the days of corsets and dowries mm. and, and women. You know, we're not talking about going back to the dark ages. They are saying there is a lack of innocence and romance and respect and love, and all that playful, juicy stuff that used to be around, especially when I was a teenager, in relationships, it's gone. And they know that, that they're missing out on something. You know, they don't quite know exactly what, but they know that what they have right now with girls being so aggressive, girls being so mean, girls being so readily available, showing so much skin in their fashion... I was just so shocked to hear guys say, you know, we're just saturated. We're just mm. saturated with all this, and we'd like it to change, and we'd like it to change fairly quickly. I really thought, I think like most people would think, that the teen boys would just be in hog heaven that the culture has become so sexualized. But they're not. They said they're very confused by it. That was a shock. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, okay, but don't you think um, on the one level this is all true, and on another level, I mean, when it comes down to it, um, I mean, there are still, they still participate in it. I mean, there are still guys who accept all the oral sex that the girls want to give them um, and accept all the um, intercourse the girls want to give them. Um, so even though it doesn't it seem that on even though on one level this is all true that it's the romance is gone they miss it they wish they wish they could be the the girls would be ladies so that they could be gentlemen but at the same time they're sort of um, living on the more sexual level where they'll just take whatever they can. Well, that is that's true. That's a lot of that is definitely going on. Hence, when they. When they told me, we'd like it to change, we don't really know how to change it, and we're kind of looking to the, to the girls mm. to change it, um, I thought that was a pretty honest statement. But, but I do have to make sure that we get in the idea that the, the guys are overwhelmed when the girls strong-arm them and pressure them for sex. That's a real new shift in the gender roles. Yes, talk about that. The guys, the guys don't like it. 
and 28% of the guys that I interviewed said that they gave their virginity away to a girl that just, as, as the kids say, just hit and quit. And they were devastated. They said they suffered from anxiety, depression. Some of the guys, just a few, but some said that they were even self-mutilating. That's more a traditional female outlet to deal Mm -hmm. with stress. And I was shocked to hear guys talking about male virginity and having any emotional attachment to it because most of us have the stereotype view that guys just want to get rid of it as quickly as possible. But that's not the case. And I think it's really sad that we are... We're just kind of looking at teen guys as just their plumbing and not their, not as, you know, whole people, hearts and souls. We're doing them, we are doing them a big injustice and we do the girls a big injustice as well. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because, uh, well, did you come to any conclusions as to why? I mean, because at the same time, um, there are, even these girls who may seem aggressive uh, and pressure guys for sex, it's not really because they, I mean, on one level, they would really like the more romantic uh, movie kind of or storybook kind of sex as well, and yet they adapt or adopt this kind of aggressive girl, I'm going to be in charge um, attitude, have you come to, because I have my own thoughts about where this comes from, but in your, all your, you know, interviews, um, what did you think about that? Why do you think girls have changed and are pressuring guys for sex? Well, I think you really have to look at the culture we live in. We've got the media message that is promoting girls being valuing them just for their sexuality. So, of course, girls are then going to take up that banner and run with it. If you listen to the lyrics in hip-hop and rap, certainly not just to, you know, point a finger at, at those two genres, but the lyrics in our songs are certainly indicating that a girl's value lies in her ability to get on her knees and pleasure, pleasure a guy. So mm-hmm. we've, we've, got a, we've got messages bombarding our teen girls, we also know that what's the quickest way to get famous? You, you, you leak your sex tape. I mean, mm-hmm. how did Paris Hilton become so famous? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, because of her, her home. I mean, Pam Anderson, the same thing. And when I talk to girls who have had their naked pictures plastered all over the Internet due to sexting, they don't seem too concerned about it. They're excited that they are, quote-unquote, now famous. There's no shame attached to, oh, I've got naked pictures. I mean, if that were in my generation growing up, I would have just been devastated. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's no shame in that anymore. And, Dr. Carroll, on the way back from BEA last night on the plane, I was looking at, uh, let's see, Teen Vogue, and there's an ad for ban deodorant. And it says, Vanilla Girls Obey, Twisted Vanilla Girls Play. And it's an ad. The girls, there's four dressing rooms. You can see the girls' legs underneath the doors. And under, and it's four girls. But one girl has a guy in her dressing room, and she's got him pushed up against the wall. She's the aggressor pushing up against him. And I, I, was, I was really saddened that, that a deodorant company is encouraging girls to, quote, unquote, play, be sexually aggressive, 
And it's like, is that really the message we want our teen girls getting? I mean, is that really how you have to sell deodorant? But this is going on all the time. So what else are girls supposed to think? Well, I think it's all the more powerful because of another phenomenon that's occurring, which is um, the divorce rates being, you know, as high as they are and having gotten higher over the last decades and girls not having fathers in the house. Um, in fact, oftentimes the father has left the mother for uh, another woman. And so, and so they aren't getting enough male attention in a, a positive kind of male attention and they're desperate to have boys or, or men and sometimes pay attention to them and they're willing to do anything, whether it's putting uh, naked or half-naked photos of themselves on the Internet or, um, you know, accosting boys at school. It's that they, they want some man to validate them and let them know that they are desirable. Oh, I totally agree with that, yes. We do know that girls who don't have a really good role model with their father end up having a lot of psychological issues in comparison to the girls who do have a really strong, loving bond and relationship with their father. Fathers play an important role in helping shape a young girl's life. So you talk, what are some of the, what is, why don't we talk about what some of these, some additional secrets, what they are that you talk about in your book. Sure. There were 38 secrets that ended up being in the book. One that I was really surprised about was 98%. That's a big percentage. 98% of the guys said that they would prefer being with a girl who is a great listener instead of a hottie. Hmm. I, that, that, was, that was nice to hear. Guys, guys are saying, you know, we want to be heard. We want to be understood. We want someone to get us. And so, of course, I've got a whole bunch of listening skills in the book, guys had a lot to say about girls who gossip. They really don't. They really don't like girls who gossip too much, and that's something that girls do a lot more than guys. We're far more verbal, and we actually do more locker room talk than guys do. <laughs> girls definitely talk more about sex. Um, let's see. Guys had a lot to say about fashion. Uh, which was surprising, that they said they really want girls to dress a little bit more modestly. One guy summed it up. I'll never forget this. He said, Dr. Jen, would you just please tell girls to button it up, zip it up, and pull it up? And I said, you will do. Wow. So in a nutshell, you know, they would really like, they'd like girls to dress a little bit more modestly as opposed to just hanging out there all the time. <laughs> hanging out their wares. <laughs> exactly. Well, they said it's just not special anymore. You know, they, they've, they've become desensitized. Yes. Back in the olden days, you know, wow, you got a little bit of a turn of a woman's ankle, and it was enough to make a guy's heart skip a few beats. And now guys say, what's less? Like, it's just always there all the time, yes. and they'd like it to become more special. They definitely said they don't like girls who nag. And they don't like girls to mother them. They said, I have a mother that I love. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't need two of them. And they really don't like girls who play the jealousy game. Well, well, why don't we stop there, since we do have to take a break. But when we come back, you can tell us more about some of the secrets that guys uh, let you in on and wanted you to tell women so that they could be more 
have more successful relationships. It's true. Um, otherwise, you do become desensitized, and there's nothing special. Um, my guest is Dr. Jen. She's the author of Laid or Loved. When we come back, we'll talk more about that. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guest jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talking about Laid or Loved, and that's the title of the book by my guest, Dr. Jennifer Austin Lee. Uh, Laid or Loved, The Secrets Guys Wish You Knew About Being a Dream Girl Instead of a Just in His Jeans Girl. And that's J-E-A-N-S, <laughs> not, uh, not jeans as in what you inherit. Um, why don't we talk about that? What is the difference that you found between how does... Um, a teen girl become a dream girl as opposed to a Justin his jeans girl? That's a great question. When I was interviewing all of the, all of the guys, they kept telling me there's two types of girls. There's the girls that we take seriously and we have respect for and we want to honor them, cherish them, nurture them, you know, all of the things that we women want. 
And then there's the girls that we don't take very seriously, and we consider them just the kind of girl that we just want to have a casual sexual encounter with. We don't, we don't give them any more credit than they're just worth that. So when you have guys saying that, you know, there are these two categories of girls, I started asking, well, what makes a girl the kind of girl you would honor and respect, and, you know, what is a dream girl to you? It had nothing to do with physicality. We're not talking about she's thin and pretty. It had nothing to do with that. It was about what's on the inside. And at the end of the day, it really boils down to a girl who has a lot of self-respect and who can show respect to other people in her actions. That's what makes a girl a dream girl. It's just that simple. And then it's the, the Justin is Jeans girl, are the girls that don't have a lot of self-respect and they're mean and cruel to other people and they don't think a lot about their actions and kind of blithely go on through life um, hurting a lot of people along the way and, and hurting themselves. Yes, and, and of course, you know, but, it, but again, it seems like um, there's some difference between what they say and what they really would like. I mean, assuming, you know, it seems that what they say is really what they would like, but on the other hand, I bet you, you know, teen girls probably say to you, um, well, that's all very well and good, but, but why are they going after the cheerleaders? <laughs> uh, well, they don't all <laughs> go after the cheerleaders. They what? I said they don't all go after the cheerleaders. They really don't. I've, I've talked to so many guys who have said, I've got a very average-looking girlfriend, but she's the most wonderful thing in the world. I just love her to death because she's just a great girl. You know, she's just a really great person. The, the, the cheerleaders certainly get, and, and, and here I, I'm stereotyping cheerleaders, and I'm right, sorry, right. I, I shouldn't be doing that, but... The hot girls, let's say that. The hot girls certainly, Dr. Carroll, get a lot of attention. That doesn't necessarily equate to that they get a lot of affection. There's the difference. And certainly, certainly a guy that, 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 you know, is just looking for sex, if she's a hot girl and she doesn't have a lot of respect for herself, he's, he's gonna, do what, you know, what a normal teenage boy would do. But if he's looking at that hot girl and she's got a lot of self-respect and he's considering her for, as a girlfriend, that's when the affection part will kick in. Yes, yes. Um, but do you have um, teen girls who, you know, say that they really haven't been able to find the guy? I mean, did you, first of all, did you notice a difference between in what the guys said who came from the United States versus other countries? That's an excellent question. No, there was not a lot of difference. And I, I was really curious to see, especially the European countries who you know, are not quite as prudish as Americans are, they, I mean, at the end of the day, they still said the same thing. We want... When we fall in love, we really want to give our hearts to a girl who has a lot of self-respect and respect for other people because they know then that she's going to treat the guy with a lot of respect. So, you know, there was not a whole lot of difference. But I was what amazed. About, um, what I was thinking was that in the United States, there is more in the media, more of this emphasis on Barbie, 
you know, on on what what you could call hot girls or the girls who look like Barbie. Um, and I was thinking, I would expect that um, perhaps this difference might have come out in some of the letters that you got from guys. How so? Well, that that again, sort of um, that in their heart of hearts, they want they want the girl. It doesn't matter how the girl, what the girl looks like, or you know, they just want her to have self-respect and 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 to respect him and and, and all of that. But I just think that because, uh, largely because of the media, that um, outside appearance and does play more of a role, especially for teenage boys or even early or even twenty-year-olds, than than they may have acknowledged to themselves. Possibly, but I but I do know when when you talk about self respect, I mean that that goes across the board. If if a girl has, you know, if a girl's put on a ton of weight and she's not physically attractive due to her weight, right? Um, that usually boils down to something inside of her. Why is she? Why is she overeating? What is it about herself that she's not respecting so that she wants to honor her body and stay healthy? And I'm not saying she's got to be thin and beautiful um, in order to get to have somebody care about her, but you're right. Physical attractiveness is something that, that we all deal with, both men and women. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's important. But, you know, but we do need to go back and start thinking about what does self-respect really mean? I don't mean it just if you've got self-respect that you're not sleeping around. I mean, it means so much more than that. Mm-hmm. A girl who also has taking care of yourself, takes taking care of herself, right, and all of that, optimizing all of that. Absolutely. Now, that doesn't mean that she's got to be Miss America and, and, and be a model, but certainly she's going to want to take care of herself. Yes, yes. And it is amazing how... Um, Confidence, self-respect really transforms what a person looks like. And, and the opposite is true, too, that even someone could have been uh, born beautiful, but if she feels self-conscious about something or other um, or is just ashamed or maybe she doesn't think she's smart enough or whatever it is and she's hunched over because she's, you know, she's just feeling not good enough, that, that hides physical attractiveness. Oh, absolutely. I had so many guys write and say, I just met a, gr- a girl at a party, and she's just drop-dead gorgeous, like just drooling all over her. And then she opened her mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was mean, and, or she got drunk, um, and, and was just an absolute disaster, totally smashed. And they said, you know, wow, like whatever feelings I was starting to have for her were just completely gone. Yes. You know, they didn't respect her. So it didn't matter that she was gorgeous. If they were going to have any relationship with her, most likely it would just be a quick hookup, and that would be that. They didn't care about her. Yes. Because she didn't care about herself. Yes, absolutely. Well, I want to make sure we get in where people can buy this book and also where they can find out a lot more information. Your website is fabulous, and it is uh, com. Now, I'm going to spell this because it's so it can be confusing. So it's drjen, D-R-J-E-N-N, for girls, the, the, the word for 
girls. So D R J E N N F O R G I R L S dot com. And again, the book is Laid or Loved The Secrets Guys Wish You Knew About Being a Dream Girl Instead of a Just in His Jeans Girl. And we've certainly touched on the highlights, but there is so much more in this book, so many more uh, secrets and so many more, and quizzes and, and things that you can use to really evaluate yourself and be honest with yourself and learn so much. The quotes from the guys were so interesting, really, really interesting stuff. And your um, analysis and putting it all together was really fabulous as well. So I would really recommend this book, Laid or Loved. And again, the website is drjenforgirls.com. So thank you all for listening. Thank you, Dr. Jen. Best of luck with this. You're, you're a success story that I hope people will learn from uh, in regard to BEA. If you have something that you uh, are passionate about, you can put it in a book and take a, a stand at BEA. I mean, obviously it has to be good, um, but that you can work on that and make it good. And just don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I know this book is going to get is going to go really far. And, and also, Dr. Jen speaks and, and does other things as well that you can find out about from her website. So, thank you for joining me today, Dr. Jen. And, and really, all of you need to to think about this. Don't let time go by. Um, next BEA, at the very least, you should come. People can come who aren't necessarily members of the publishing industry, and at least you can come and see what's out there, and then the next year plan to uh, be there yourself. So you've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.